everyone and welcome to Kulke, a podcast for all generations. Kulke is a Punjabi word that means open or openly and we like to ask our audience to listen Kulke, speak Kulke and think Kulke. I'm Nimrit. It's Arbo. I'm Simran. So welcome to episode 11, I love you period. And you must be wondering why are we talking about periods on Kulke? And we decided we wanted to do that because normally that's something culturally that is not really talked about. It's considered Mm -hmm. shameful, a taboo or a stigma. And uh, women are actually, I think, ostracized for it or treated differently if they're on their period, which is such a normal part of their lives. Hello, this is what happens to us every single month. And so we wanted to talk about our own experiences with this, um, talk about, you know, why is it? something we don't talk about. And today we have with us a special guest, Takdeer, who is the founder and CEO of Amway Periods. She calls herself a menstrual cycle charting coach and is right now doing a PhD at the University of British Columbia on social justice. And what I love about how she describes herself, she is a self-acknowledged biology, sustainability and social equity nerd. Welcome, Tak. Yeah, Satsrikal, thanks for having me, and hello to the listeners. Mm-hmm. So we want to dive right in by having us share our own experiences, and I love what Tak you called it. Share your period story. Who wants to go first? Tak, why don't you go oh, first man. and share? Your I can go just to role model a little bit, and also yeah. talk a little bit about why I started. I'm with periods. So I guess in 2017, I noticed a really big impact in my mental health. I was like crying all the time, pretty depressed and just struggling with my moods. And they were just like swinging around all the time. And also at the same time, I noticed a drop in my sex drive. And again, something that's not talked about in our communities. When you said that, Um, I was like, oh. Yes, (laughs) we're gonna go there. But those were the reasons like those were the reasons why I started to investigate what was going on. And the culprit I found was the birth control pill that I was taking. And for me personally, it just really impacted my mental health. And then when I decided to come off of it, I realized that it actually had a huge impact on my menstrual health as well, or the health of my period. Um, through the whole cycle, because when we're taking synthetic hormones like the pill, uh, our bodies actually go into a state of menopause, and so our hormones are not cycling naturally. All this to say that I had my first natural period after seven years in December 2017 when I was in India. What? because I was on a trip and yeah, it was just a life-changing experience for me. And so since then I've been hearing stories of periods from people who have all different experiences with menstruation. So they menstruate regularly, irregularly with medical intervention or are past that period in their life, or they haven't reached that period in their life. And my focus is in the South Asian community, 
my tagline for Instagram is that I teach gars and folks how to track the four seasons of their cycles. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's my period story. I had my first one, true menstruation after a long time in India. And it was great. And I've been cycling naturally since. Um, actually, so you, you shared yours. I'll share mine. I remember when I was 13 and my older sister actually told me about periods. So my mom didn't tell me there was no education at school and I remember her telling me and I looked at her and I still remember my face I looked at her in shock and I said no I don't believe that this happens to women and I said to her God wouldn't do this to us (laughs) I was so convinced she was lying to me and I I couldn't really that's gonna happen from there blood I couldn't believe it and then you know my period started and my mom had to talk to me you know, my first period, because I was going into a depression, because I was like, every single month, this is happening to me, I couldn't believe it, it was such a shock, she had to talk to me, and she goes, and she just was very matter of fact, she didn't coach me, or and she goes, look, it's only a few days, day one's like this, day two's like this, day three's like this, then it's over, you'll be fine, and I was like, okay, mommy, you know, and that's, that's my story with periods, and just fast forward to today, I've been low on iron for a while, I went to see my specialist, and you know, he had taken some tests and he goes to me, just so you to let you know, you're not menopausal. <laughs> I just looked at him in shock. I was like, I'm not. <laughs> it was the shock again. You I was like, to really wanted to be. And yeah, he, you've been talking about it. I'm oh my God. like, oh man, and this then, is it. And then he looks at me, he goes, you are beautiful just the way you are. And I go, oh, okay. <gasps> so that's my story. <laughs> Wow, that's that is a win! Yay for that doctor for being yeah, affirming. Honestly. Yes, yeah, can't relate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can't relate. My period story. I remember everybody, all the girls around me in like grade six or seven were getting their periods, and a part of me was like really happy that I hadn't gotten my period yet, period period yet. I was like, <laughs> you got yours, and I haven't had mine yet. And I remember being um, at soccer practice and then going home and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, what? Oh no, it's happened. Like, no. And I just like called out to my mom, like in, in fear, in shock, whatever. And she came in and she was kind of like, oh, it's okay. Like it happens. And I feel like, I mean, I I had known what it was. I wasn't oblivious to um, what it was, but I, I still remember being super confused about it and just being really uncomfortable and thinking that kind of like treating myself as if like I was um, some sort of a patient that something wrong had happened to me and I was like walking really oddly like my mom was like treating mm-hmm. me with like some like weird ailments um, and it was honestly the only thing that I remember very vividly about my first period is that I wasn't supposed to tell anybody that I got it. Oh. I wasn't supposed to tell any of the aunts in my family. I wasn't supposed to talk about it. My mom said, don't tell anybody. And till this day, I don't understand because I've seen that in some cultures, they have like a really big party for girls after they have their period, mm-hmm. the first period, um, like kind of like a weird coming out party. Whereas for me, it was like, don't tell anybody. Um, and I mean, mm-hmm. I think we can talk about this a little bit later on too, but my relationship with my period has like changed vastly now. Uh, but that's that's my first period story. I was just like, oh my god! And then I think it was just it was yeah, that's what it was. I think for me, um, I also knew what it was. I knew it existed. Mom had told us about it. It happens. But I think it's I related to what you felt was 
it when it actually happens to you it's different because like first it's like theory and then you're just like whoa what's going on so I think I was very anxious to get mine it was kind of on my mind for a while um at school like kids didn't really talk girls didn't really talk about it um you knew like oh that girl started her period or oh, this girl started her period but like nobody had conversations about it like nobody was telling you how they felt it was just like oh she started or she didn't or this and that and whatever and then I know my best friend like I found out when she started hers and we would talk about it a little bit, but like, not really. She'd be like, yeah, it's kind of weird. And then, so I was really anxious to, and like always like worried for it kind of thing. And then I remember, mom, do you remember the story? You might, we were driving to Seven Peaks for our annual family ski trip. And I had been feeling like particularly anxious about it. And I was like, oh, I think I have cramps. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, I, I didn't know what it was supposed to feel like. And like, I thought I started it, but it was kind of just like spotting. It wasn't like a real period. And then, so I like fully was like, I started by period. And I was kind of like, I didn't want anyone to know. Mom was like, let's get you a cake. And I was like, I don't. <laughs> I like, wanted to I celebrate it. She fully was. She was like, I like, we're going to have a party. We're going to get a cake. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, it's not <laughs> real. It's not whatever. And then a year goes by before I got like a proper period. Like I didn't really, it wasn't wow. a proper period. I don't know a what year. that was. And so then I, I don't remember, but I don't remember that part. Like when I actually started, I only remember the incident of driving to some peaks and I was like, nobody can know, like nobody can know. <laughs> and then, yeah. Um, again, also my relationship has changed with my period. Um, but that was kind of the first memory I have. Cool. Um, so, you know, guys, why do you think our culture doesn't talk about this topic? Why is it so taboo? Um, maybe I can jump in and I'll just clarify that I did get my first period, obviously, when I was like 13 and cycled for probably four or five years and then went on the birth control pill. Um, but in those first periods, I think maybe the reason why people don't talk about it as much is because it's like, even we ourselves view it as like kind of gross, like, mm -hmm. oh, it smelled, I remember wishing that I could either get rid of the smell or the blood. Like mm -hmm. if I had to choose, it would have to be one of those two. And yeah. just thinking about all the ways that I wish it could be different. And I think that's just been passed on generationally because of the male dominated society that we live in. Um, it's seen, periods are seen as something that you know, is gross. It stops us from being able to do work. It, um, in various religious interpretations, it's seen as something that you can't be on if you want to go to a gardwara or something like that. So I think the like biology of it and people's ideas of grossness has mm -hmm. perpetuated like a social myth that it's something to be hidden but what about you all? Why do you think it's so taboo? I, I don't know because my mom never shared why it was taboo. It just was. So I just signed up yeah. to that. But I do know that I can't remember why, but a short time after I started, every time I used to get my period, I used to actually be really happy because I used to feel, oh my gosh, this is my indication that I can have children. And I was like mm -hmm. really happy to get my period. And it wasn't so, you know, it wasn't so gross anymore. Anything, it just was a part of me. And I didn't treat myself as a patient or anything different. It was just normal. 
for me, it was a lot of um, not just having knowledge on it, not having knowledge mm-hmm. on like what the biological reasoning behind a period is so I just I always just connected it to like something that just comes out and it's like like you said tack like it's something that smells weird it's something that's like painful but not necessarily attaching it to the bigger picture um and perhaps like not even knowing that it's attached to um like a reproductive system you know like not necessarily knowing like you said oh I I knew that I could have you know, it's an indication that I can have children. I think the other thing is that within my family, like my mom had a really wonky relationship with her reproductive system. Like she had a series of miscarriages. She had like weird hormonal imbalances that happened and we never really communicated those. Like those are intrinsically connected to me and her because I am her, I came from that reproductive system and somehow those things might also be passed on to me, but we never had that discussion even till this day. I mean, we don't really talk about it. Um, I think one thing that I was thinking about, and like I apologize if I'm taking up too much space, but one thing that I, I've, I've been thinking a lot about is that I always um, didn't, like going back to this idea of not having enough knowledge about my period, for years I used a pad and so many of my friends would say, you have to get on using tampons, use a tampon. And I was like so afraid to use a tampon for so long. And I felt that somehow it was bad to use a tampon. And I can very confidently and bravely say that using tampons, it's been about a year now, has vastly shifted my relationship with my period. I actually enjoy getting my period now. But I think it really just came from this like discomfort or the shame came from like not knowing anything about it and also feeling ignorant. Yeah. Like this is a function of my body and I still don't understand anything about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I I think I I'm, I could see what mom's saying and I, I think I also felt a little bit like that. Like, okay, this means something's working, but I agree with you, Harpo. Like, you know, you go to, I went to school and people would say, draw you a picture of your fallopian tubes and what happens and I know what egg releases and this is what's going on and whatever. But but what it means on a daily and like as it's happening, I feel like that's very different. It's different to looking at a chart on a screen that's like not your body. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. And I think I detached my period from my body. Like my period was like a thing and my body was another thing. They're not together in my head. I think I also felt the same way. Like I used pads for a long time and like that contributed to like the gross feeling. But then I think over time I've become more comfortable. Like I don't see it as gross anymore. Like I see it and I'm like, oh, this is just something that was from me. Like I don't feel, but but it's uncomfortable still and all those things. Um, Why it's taboo. I, again, all those reasons. Like it's just, I think it just makes everybody uncomfortable, but like why? Like it just it's part of your body so i'm just really intrigued by what you said you know you said you had detached your period from your body i think it's that detachment that theoretical Mm -hmm. drawing on a on a page which does not translate to something inside of you and i'm really Mm -hmm. intrigued actually tack because you you talk about the seasons and you see Mm -hmm. a menstruation as as four seasons and cycles so what's helpful about looking at it that way Mm-hmm. can I can I just backtrack one second before you go yes. on to that it's so right that you say that that it's like something that's so detached and isolated from you and then someone mm-hmm. like tack does work that is so personal it's like working one-on-one yeah. and I like didn't understand I was like why do you need to work one-on-one with someone about their their cycle it doesn't make sense but I, f- I feel like in this conversation I see that yeah that isolation and that detachment is actually so detrimental but that's all I want to say but yes please mm-hmm. explain the seasons yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So 
so many great points. One thing that I want to put a pin in and maybe get back to is period products themselves. So talking mm. about pads, tampons, menstrual cups, reusable pads, etc. Mm. because there is a really big movement around that in 2019. Um, but in answering your question about the four seasons and why that's helpful, so I did, like, my undergrad is in biology. I'm doing my PhD. I have spent a lot of years in school and yet it was only until I was 28 did I learn like what cervical mucus is what the purpose of a period is not just the reproductive purpose because that's I feel like what we're taught a lot is Mm -hmm. it's so that you can have kids but sometimes people don't want to have kids Mm -hmm. at least not right now so where can we like what's the wisdom in the cycle beyond just being reproductive I love that. and so in terms of the four seasons and why I think it's really helpful to go beyond like doctor speak and the biomedical language used mm-hmm. is that it doesn't just talk about the period but it talks about the full menstrual cycle so from one period to the next and one big myth around cycles is that they're usually the same length but I know somebody who has 128 day cycle and somebody else that had an 18 day cycle so it changes person to person and cycle to cycle so I'll just briefly say what the four seasons are so winter spring summer fall winter is period spring is pre-ovulation summer is ovulation and autumn or fall is PMS and to think about it in that way links it as a full process And it also allows us to tap into the various energy flows. So thinking about it in that way, you can link it to your productivity. You can link it to your self-care. You can, in different cycle, in different seasons, increase your energy creatively or in different season, increase the amount of networking and socializing that you do. So I think it's the source of wisdom for ourselves and a way to tap into our bodies on a daily basis, as you all said. Do you know wow. a light bulb moment just went on for me? Yeah. Do you know what when We're you just, just like writing it, stuff down? Like, because you know, what, it's not only when you have your period. You just mm-hmm. clicked me on to the fact that it's every single day, people. Oh my god. Yeah, and that it's a season. Oh, Auntie's getting kind of I'm emotional. Like, Suchi, so this is about my relationship with my period. Yeah, <laughs> this like, which is like in, an intrinsic part of your body, right? Yeah. It's like it's like in you know something that you're you're saying is very connected to what Sim said earlier. So you're saying that it's like a process and it's a, like it's a cycle. Um, and Sim said something about how something's working a little bit mm-hmm. earlier, and it's interesting <clears throat> because. Like in, I think it was the last, I've been, I've been on the birth control pill for uh, about a year now. And the reason that I came onto it was that I didn't get my period for three months. And I, I automatically assumed that something was wrong with me. And I was like scared for this hypothetical future of like, oh my God, one day I'm going to try to have kids and it's not going to work. And like, you Mm -hmm. know, and I, I kept tying it back to my reproduction and like that reproductive system, but not necessarily slowing down to think that, you know instead of jumping to this conclusion that something's wrong with me, had I met someone like you or had this discussion then, it would have just clicked in my mind that it's actually just a process and that, you know, I need to understand what my body is doing and why it's doing the the thing that it's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to fix it, like, in a mechanical way. With, like, a synthetic hormone. Yeah. 
Damn. Yeah. And honestly, our bodies are our choice. So whatever works for you at the moment is like what your intuition is telling you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great that you chose what felt good for you. But I do think that because it's kind of seen, because we tend to focus just on the period part of it, the whole system is sometimes overlooked. Like mm-hmm. earlier, we were talking about when we were checking in, we were talking about our emotions. And I wanted to ask, like, where are you all in your cycle? Because our emotions <laughs> oh, hey, could you are tell? dictated. Can you tell? Like, because we checked in before this podcast, would you tell us? If you guessed it, we'll tell you if it's right or not. <laughs> yeah, it's, t- it's tough to say because everyone's cycle is so different. And the way you experience it is so different. And so that's where the, like, tuning into your own wisdom kind of comes into play because... I can be somebody can be really really emotional during their period and for and by like we all experience emotions obviously mm-hmm. all the time but maybe our moods are a little bit lower during periods and for somebody else it's in a different season but I wanted to ask because it's really cool back in the day when there weren't when there wasn't electricity and everybody kind of went by the light of the sun and the moon a lot of people's menstrual cycles would link up to the lunar cycle which is about 28 days and that's where that myth of 28 days comes from um but we're approaching the new moon on june 3rd so that's kind of when people's energies are starting to drop we're starting to become a little bit more reflective about what's working in our life or where our emotions are at and so that can also link to the cycle like the natural environment around us my mind is so blown. Yeah, <laughs> so blown. And I think it's so telling of how our society in general just like forces women to be so detached Detach. from their bodies. Like we really, really don't understand sometimes. Like we were having a discussion earlier about like, are we allowed to say the word vagina in this podcast? And yeah. even like sometimes giving language to parts of our bodies, like we come up with like pseudo words because we don't want to feel that connected like I didn't for years use the word vagina because I was like oh it's like such a dirty loaded word I have it on my body right and I'm mm-hmm. still supposed to be so detached and far away from my my vagina <laughs> so mm-hmm. like being detached from a menstrual cycle makes total sense in this society yeah I'm gonna get back my relationship with my period <laughs> I love you period it's like mm-hmm. I think the thing also is that like it's it's so much more than just yeah it's so much more than your period and that there's so many things that can affect that and that your bo- like wow like your body tells you things yeah yeah and if something is off with your period it's not just like you said harpo like it can it could be like oh maybe whatever but it it could also just be like not about reproduction it could be about so many other things and i think that's something that i've been realizing the last 2 years like i don't have a very regular cycle and it scares the shit out of me because I always think there's something wrong with me, not so much, maybe a little bit about the kids thing, but that there's just something not going right. Like, why is that not happening? Because everything else is like, I'm healthy, but then I'm not like, do I exercise? Do, is my iron level right? Is whatever. And I went through a whole process with my doctors and, you know, it led to them saying, oh, there's an there's a high level of some hormone, like, let's keep testing this. And then I had to go get MRIs done because they thought something was in my brain. Like, And then they saw something, but they can't say something. And I've had two done. So I'm getting emotional because it's like, whoa. But um, 
Yeah. And then there's so many like not answered questions. And it's like, there's these other people doing all these tests and mm-hmm. looking at me, but no one's telling me what's going on, but it's my body. Mm-hmm. And I think I detached from, I'm listening so much to them. I'm not being like, okay, Simran, what do you need? Mm. Right? Totally. And thank you so much for sharing. I One like really exciting piece that was very empowering for me is something called charting or the mm-hmm. fertility awareness method. And it freaking blew my mind. So basically our body gives us signs to tell us what's going on in our cycles. And mm-hmm. by looking at three fertile signs, tracking them every day or every other day or every few days, whatever works best for your um, ability and capacity at that time, you can tell kind of what's going on in your body. And so the three fertile signs, the first one is temperature. So taking your temperature every morning. The second is cervical mucus. So have you all experienced cervical mucus? It's like a lotion-y maybe sometimes egg whitey substance Mm -hmm. on your underwear or if you're wiping you can feel it um great and then the third one is cervical position and the third one's optional you don't have to do it but you can if you want basically you stick a finger inside your vagina clean one maybe in the shower and your cervix so like the small bump that you can feel which by the way I totally used to think was like some growth in my body but psych it's my cervix Um, (laughs) I wouldn't even know where that is yeah you can feel it so it actually shifts over the cycle when you have your period it feels hard like the tip of your nose and when you're close to ovulating or in the summer season it feels like your lips that's how you figure out where you are the temperature and the cervical fluid are the two main Okay. Fertile sign. So I recommend starting with temperature and just taking it every day. And it actually shifts over the course of the cycle. And through charting, you not only tell where your body's at, but you can also tell like other signs of emotional, spiritual, emotional health. So one piece that I wanted to bring up that you all kind of alluded to is that it tends like a lot of what doctors not to rag on doctors love them they're doing great but a lot of what biomedicine tells us is to think about like the body-based thing like what are you eating are you exercising Mm -hmm. enough um which are important obviously food is fuel and it's important to get fresh air and go for walks but what what charting also tells us is what what's the stress and trauma in our life because our menstrual cycles which are sometimes called the fifth vital sign of health, also indicate trauma and stress. So if your Mm -hmm. menstrual cycle has gone away, then it could be something stressful happening in your life. So people who are in like abusive relationships, who are, even if you're like training for a marathon or um, if you're not eating enough, your menstrual cycle might go away or there might be a disruption um, for yourself. And so it's also, it's not just an indicator of your physical health, but also your mental, spiritual, emotional health as well. It's crazy. Cause I've noticed that too. Like when I'm in the middle of studying for exams or something's going on, like I just don't get it for a month or two. Wild. Mm-hmm. It's wild. because And that's another thing that didn't make any sense to me was like, you know, I'm going to these doctors who saying all these things and they're not understanding either because 
I'm saying that I'm missing like six months of periods or I'm missing three months. And then I get, and then I, as soon as I went to my first doctor's appointment, I was, I was having regular period for a year. Mm. It didn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. And then, so what you're saying about stress and all that stuff, like, I don't know, it just, it's kind of connecting a few dots for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I'm really hearing as well is a holistic approach to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, holistic, just take a breath, just step back and just see, you know, how much stress am I under right now? What's my thinking like? And I love what you said about these signs because, you know, we say we need to listen to our bodies, but I actually don't know how to listen to my body. So that's yeah. a great way to do that, right? Yeah. Just to start doing that and then notice what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really uncomfortable by that. Like, you know, Tak is saying that you can do this and you can do that. But I'm scared to do that with my body. I'm scared mm-hmm. to get so up and personal and close, like with, with um, those parts of my body. Like I winced a little bit when you said stick your finger in. I was like, mm, like, I mean, certain contexts, like I think that it's like appropriate and it's different. But I, when it comes to actually exploring your body in terms of like how does it work, like getting more in touch with your body, it's just such a bizarre, scary concept for me. And I think that that's why majority of women will go through their lives not knowing anything about their bodies because I don't know I can name different parts of a penis very like well off the top of my head but I can't of a vagina why is that right and I think that's where like working with somebody really comes in is because it's super scary like it's mm-hmm. so so scary terrifying the first time I didn't take the pill I was like I'm gonna die like mm-hmm. things are gonna happen it's gonna oh be gosh. bad and then even when I started charting, like the, my first chart, I remember pouring over it like it was an exam. And I was like, oh, gosh, I got to get it right. Like, yeah. what happens if it's, I'm doing it wrong? And the best part is that, like, nobody's – it's not a test. It's just, like, a fun thing that you get to yeah. try. And working – even, like, trying it with a friend and saying, hey, do you want to, like, do this for a week or do it for a day? Um, or working with somebody like me who can – kind of coach you through it just to have somebody to bounce those ideas off of because I think with Mm -hmm. periods especially whether you're taking synthetic hormones or not it it does feel like a very scary thing and Mm -hmm. because of all the reasons that we talked about and it feels like you know if you do something wrong then something bad will happen but it's kind of just trial and error our Mm -hmm. bodies are so resilient they're like they, freaking magical. They are. They really are. They really are. And it's, it's like we were saying, it's just a part of yourself. Mm-hmm. So why get so scared by that part? You know, you're not scared to brush your teeth or, you know, to put eyeliner all over your eyes, you know, or eyelashes, you know, like. Um, I'm just really interested in one question I have. Is there such a thing as a regular cycle? Right, uh, regular cycle. Regular cycle. Like the word regular, like, oh, you know, yes. like it gets thrown on around, like, I have a new regular cycle is what Sin said a little while ago. Is there such a thing as a regular cycle? Yes, definitely. So the way that it's kind of talked about is, so regular, no IR at the front, so just regular cycling is a cycle that comes at a time that is about the same every cycle. So my cycle, Mm -hmm. I'll call it regular because I get it about every 35, like anywhere from 28 to 35 days. It's like generally happening. I don't get tons and tons of pain unless I've had, you know, if I've 
had a lot of toxins in my body, whether that comes from emotional, spiritual, mental, or um, physical stress. And for some people, they do cycle irregularly. So not the same cycle length every time. And maybe they um, skip a few periods. But this idea of skipping periods or not getting a period is really just your body taking longer to ovulate. Mm -hmm. So we talked about the four seasons. So in quote unquote irregular cycles, what happens is the first two seasons, the period and then pre-ovulation end up just being really, really, really long. And because of stress, maybe you're traveling. Um, Again, maybe there's like something else going on in your life that's preventing the body from ovulating because it's like now's not a good time like I'm not having I'm not releasing an egg yes and our bodies are so cool because they're like okay let's just focus on survival things let's not spend energy ovulating and I'm so sorry but I have to do this it's like winter is coming yeah (laughs) how many years we heard that like I've not seen one episode of game of thrones but I know this Winter, Winter is coming. coming. You can say and that now when you're about to go into that phase. And sometimes it just takes a long time for winter to come. Oh my gosh, too In funny. this case, eight and years. Can, I'll just add one last thing, which is around um, people who have what doctors call PCOS and endometriosis. Me! I know, Harper, we're going to talk about this. Um, sometimes it's safer to be on the pill for those folks. Like my mentor, who's an endocrinologist, she's in her seventies. She's worked with like, she's like a rad feminist. Mm -hmm. So amazing. And she, while has advocated for not prescribing the pill for like any small quote unquote irregularity in periods. Mm -hmm. But for some people who do have PCOS or endometriosis, it's just safer. And so it's, when I say that, like, the menstrual cycle is so individual, it really does depend person to person. There's no yeah. um, cure or there's no, not even a cure. That's a terrible way to think about cycles. It's not a disease. There's no, like, one method or technique mm-hmm. for everybody. So earlier, Tack, you'd said something about putting a pin and coming back to period products. So what, what do you have to say about those? Mm-hmm. I'll be quick. So one thing I want to mention is there's a huge, huge movement. It's global now to end period poverty. And that is um, the fact that many people can't actually afford period products, mm-hmm. whether that's a cloth, whether that's period underwear, whether that's pads, tampons, menstrual cup, etc. They just can't afford it. So that's one thing for our listeners to look into is if you yourself can't afford one, get in touch. You can reach out to me at I'm with periods. That's the letter I, the letter M with periods on Instagram. And I can direct you to a place that can supply them. Or if you're interested in contributing, that's also great. And one, and the second thing I want to mention is that I very much link periods and menstrual cycles to the health of the earth because we are all interconnected and periods show us that and the menstrual Mm -hmm. cycle and one thing that we have to do in taking better care for the earth is considering using reusable period products because on Mm -hmm. average a menstruator will throw away about 5,000 pads or tampons into the oceans they're in the top five list of plastics And again, not to shame people, like we all, I've used them like single use items until 
probably three, four months ago when I got a menstrual cup. And that has like, Harp, you were talking about how tampons revolutionize your life. The menstrual cup has like revolutionized my life. So I highly recommend it to people. And I highly recommend looking into um, reusable pads or period underwear and some people to just use clean cloths as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wow. That's so cool. I've been recently thinking about that actually. Um, I have a friend who's used a menstrual cup for a while and like, again, we never talked about it. Like I never asked her questions. It scared the crap out of me, but I like, I don't know what it is. And she's like one of my best friends and I can talk to her about literally anything, but I was afraid to ask her questions like that. Yeah. I think what scared me was not understanding how to use them. Like, or like what's going on. Like, how do you stick a cup up your body? Like that's a scary thing, but obviously it's made for that purpose. You know what I mean? You got to trust, you got to trust. Yeah. You got to trust that it's going to hold and it's not going to leak and that like, it's okay. Like it's Mm -hmm. chill. But then I just started watching like YouTube videos. I watched this girl on YouTube and she does makeup and stuff. And she just made a whole video about, her diva cup experience and how she started it. And she went into depth, not like gross depth, but she was like, look, it's weird. And I didn't get it, but I'm going to do this because you guys need to understand. (laughs) And she's like, you just fold it like this, or you put it in like this and you do a little twist and then it seals it. And I was like, after watching that, I was like, Oh man, she took one for the team. She's brave. She took one for the team. And I was like, thank you. I'm going to look into that. Mm -hmm. Thank God for YouTube, man. You can do anything. Right? Seriously. Yeah. But it's just like, that's the crazy part is like, I'm, I'm like, how have I not, like, it's not like they're new. They've been around for a while. How has that, how have I not seen this until now? Well, mm-hmm. I didn't use a tampon until I was 21. So I'm going to take baby steps. I mean, I have, yeah, but I have... that's again, it's just because people don't talk about it. They don't tell you how to use it. And you're scared, it. right? That's how I was afraid of tampons. I was yeah. terrified of them. Yeah. Yeah. I have never Why used... would I stick something in my body? I've never used a tampon in my life. I, I just won't. It just feels like I feel like I'm not even on my period. I, yeah, <gasps> maybe that's so why free. I'm at like a point in my life where I like my period because I feel like I'm not on my period because it's a oh, tampon yeah. and I am I'm I'm a little bit removed from it. Uh huh. Mm. Not okay. gonna look into that too much. So let's wrap up by uh, circling back to, you know, what's your biggest takeaway from this podcast? I'd love to hear your ahas and what's your relationship with your period now. Are you at the point where you say, I love you, period? So for me, when, when Tack made that comment about sometimes, like, the pill is good for people, you know, it's safer for people, let's say, who have PCOS or they have endometriosis, I think coming into this episode and just thinking about periods in general, I mean, I, I kept thinking to myself, like, is it wrong that I'm on the pill? Like, should I not be on the pill? Is Tack going to get mad mm-hmm. at me for being on the pill? <laughs> but I think you're so right in saying that um, everyone's menstruation cycle is so individual, and I feel that you know what? I absolutely love my body on the pill. I feel like I got 10 times hotter on the pill. (laughs) Whoever's listening to this podcast, I'm not going to go into that too much. But I love being on the pill. I feel like my body is finally at an equilibrium. And I think that, yes, we can't look at the person next to us and think, well, you know, like tax not on the pill and it's working for her. I just need to be on it. And in that way, I feel like I really started to honestly have a better relationship with my period I look forward to getting it every month and so does that bird <laughs> it's also stoked that you're getting it, stoked that I'm getting it. <laughs> um the other like the other thing about my period now is that I feel like it's just a detoxifying mechanism like it's getting rid of like you know my mom always used to say like she used to mm-hmm. describe period as getting rid of all the guns in your body is how she used to 
frame it. And I, I find that that's so true. My mind is blown. I feel like I have 10 million questions for you, Tech. I feel like I need to really sit down and actually pay attention to my body because I think it's something that I say a lot that I'm going to do and I don't do in very many ways of my life. Um, charting is blowing my mind also. And I think just really understanding, and I always knew that like everybody's body is different. Like you can, like I, and I'm a person who tries to look to other people for decisions and experience and their perspective. And I think, especially when it came to periods, like I was, when all this stuff was going on for me medically, like I was asking my friends, like, what do you do? What do you do? And everybody was giving me different answers for the same things or the same answers for different things. And it was confusing. And I knew that in my head, I was like, everybody's body's different. You just have to trial and error and see what works for you. But I think I'm going to like really take that advice now mm. <laughs> and spend the time and invest the time because it's my body and it's what's allowing me to be here and I need to take care of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to look into the menstrual cups also. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> okay. So first of all, thanks so much for having me on y'all. This was so nourishing to have this conversation. I love nourishing. periods and I love talking about them. I love that word, Tuck. Thanks. Um, it's what I needed today for sure. So my takeaway is my takeaway with every time that I talk to people about menstrual cycles, which is to ask more questions. So mm -hmm. like, why, why do we have cycles? What are our relationship with them? Do we hate them? Do we love them? One, what are the terms that we use to talk about them? One question that has been coming up for me a lot is, who do we assume has menstrual cycles and what are assumptions about them? Like we, we used words like women and I don't know if we said female, but those are words that are used to describe people with periods, but not all women bleed and not all people who bleed are women. Yeah. So talking about like queerness and sexuality as well right. as part of the conversation and what's my relationship now with my period? I love it. I love it so much. It, as you talked about harp, I do feel like it's this, it's a detox process in my body. Mm -hmm. So I really like that aspect. And I really like that it kind of forces me to be really reflective and turn inward and hibernate and think about what worked for me in the past cycle and what things I'm ready to let go of for the next one. Mm -hmm. I think I just got my aha just now when you said that, Tech. Um, the thing about cycles, there are so many cycles. We have our biorhythms. We have the, you know, day and night, the moon cycle. And I, I think I've been so detached. So my aha is to do, get back into relationship with my period and, and actually enjoy it. <laughs> and actually, mm -hmm. so today you said you f you're leaving feeling nourished. I'm leaving feeling liberated, having talked mm -hmm. about this subject and... Yeah, heard new things and I know I'm going to go away and do some research and get curious about my own body and get back into relationship yeah. people um, yeah there's no right answer that's universal that's okay. that's really like the biggest thing for me as well mm -hmm. love thyself and love thy yep. cycles mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which can be sometimes really hard mm -hmm. like it can be very very hard especially if our bodies are in pain if they're not doing what we want them to do if we don't really know about them. So I think 
even if you're not at the point where you can say, I love you, period, Mm -hmm. you might try, I'm trying to love you, period. You know? I like that. I love you, period. Mm -hmm. I really love that. I'm trying to love you, period. Yeah, Mm -hmm. period. I'm open to a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 